Welcome back to the All Blue New York Giants podcast. I'm your host, Aiden Nolan, back again with the video. Haven't been as productive as we used to be. However, we're still going to try and deliver some New York Giants football content here. We have a big one in store. We have a big week in store. Going to have another video about a mock draft coming up, which I'm going to try and do. Um, going to also try to shift some focus to fantasy things because I know we got a lot of fans. However, let's just hop right into the thick of things. The New York Giants win. Obviously, I'm recording this on Wednesday. They already won on Sunday. But hey, better late than ever. Giants win 31-19 against the Washington Commanders. They advance to 3-8 and eight on the year. The Commanders to 4-7 and seven on the year. Tommy DeVito, TD, living in his parents' house still. Through 18 for 26, 246 yards, and three touchdowns. It's been a while since we've seen a Giants quarterback throw three touchdowns. Unfortunately, DJ has not been able to do that much recently. However, Barkley on the ground, 14 rushes, 83 yards, 5.9 yards per carry. And uh, I just want to kind of jump into this game real quick because a lot of fans were not really excited and thrilled about the Giants winning. And this is what I tell you. The Giants aren't going to tank. As an organization, people are playing for jobs. Players are playing for a new team. Players are playing for their own team. Players are are playing to get paid. They're playing to get paid. Coaches are playing playing to also get paid and stay in the organization, or maybe they want to leave. Um, So you're never going to have an organization tanked. We saw what happened with Doug Peterson uh, in 2020, uh, basically tanking at the the last regular season game. The Giants could have made the playoffs, won the division. But – Ended up putting in Nate Sudfield and the Eagles lost to the commanders. Commanders punched their ticket in. Um, So the, the Giants are never going to intentionally tank. That's not how uh, an organization treats their season. So if you were just trying to get these guys to lose and rooting for them to lose, you're a fake fan. I'm sorry to say it, but you are. Uh, teams play to win. Doesn't matter who you are, what you are, and watching a Giants win on on Sunday honestly felt good. We haven't watched them win in a in a few weeks, and hey, <clears throat> I will never get mad at a Giants win. Watching it, you know, at the beginning of the game, I'm like, all right, let's see how bad it this game is, you know. And they started gathering some momentum, and then at at a point, I was just like, I was completely bought in, and it was it had me at the edge of my seat seeing them win the Isaiah Simmons pick six to end the seal of the game. Great play by him, by the way. It was a, it was an awful throw by Sam Howell. I don't know what he was looking at. I don't know how this guy leads the NFL in, in yards, by the way. But um, Saquon had a great game, 83 yards on the ground. Also four reception for four receptions, four receptions for 57 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, through the air and Darius Slayton four receptions for 82 yards and a touchdown. Um, the you know that those 82 yards coming from that huge catch and run from him, but Devito he played very well for a third stringer, and he played well to solidify himself as a backup in the NFL. Um, I don't know so much about a starter. Maybe this is some momentum for him. The Commanders have a bad defense in general. 
Um, Del Rio runs a awful commander's defense and the giants did a great job of taking advantage of that and really slicing that team up to shreds, putting up 31 points, putting up more likely 24 points, but uh, the, the giants have five turnovers, five turnovers and six, including special teams, six toner overs on the game. That is wild. And to score the amount of points that they did, they really should didn't deserve to win that game. It's not that I don't think they deserve to, but they they wanted it more than I think the commanders did as the defense played as well as the defense would play all year. Um, obviously seeing that ejection with um, you know, the Sam Howell trying to get into the end zone. X picks him up, slams him onto the ground, and then there's a scuffle at the end. That was honestly hilarious. Curtis Samuel getting ejected and who else was it? Was it McLeod? Who, who I honestly forgot who else got ejected, but that was hilarious. Um, just watching the scuffle at the end, even though he scored a touchdown, it was pretty, pretty funny. Um, and just, you know, it was, it was fun to watch. They played pretty well, fairly well. And, you know, five sacks in the first quarter, they gave up and the giants approach to this game was, Hey, uh, we're going to try and, create some explosive plays. We're not going to try and dink and dunk our way down the field. We're not going to try and run up tempo. We're just trying to gash you as deep down the field as we can. If we give up sacks, we give up sacks. That's what that was what they did going in. DeVito has a pretty decent arm. Um, not the best arm in the NFL. However, he, he could get it done deep and they were trying to run short concepts, run the quick game. Couldn't really get it going. So that's what they, they trying to, sh- they kind of shifted their focus to, so that's why his stats weren't too bad, and he actually posed a really good game uh, from a Giants quarterback all season long. No shade to DJ. We'll get to quarterback situation later. I haven't really touched upon it this year, so I feel like we need to get into it. However, we can shift focus to the injury report for this week against the New England Patriots. Good news for DJ. He had his surgery on Wednesday morning to repair his ACL. So now he's in full recovery mode and he said he expects a eight to 10 month recovery timeline. And that will extend into the 2024 regular season. Um, Hopefully he gets the early end of that and it'll just be just in time for training camp. If not later into the season, but I think he should be back for week one next year. Uh, Eric Gray is on track to return, which is taking off IR 21 day window for him to return. Darius Slayton, uh, had an injury to his right arm. Um, let's go through the Wednesday injury report. So with a DNP did not practice Saquon Barkley just was given rest. wasn't, wasn't, uh, no related injury for him. Dexter Lawrence, hamstring, Evan Neal, ankle, Bobby O'Karake, hip slash rib, Darius Slayton neck uh, limited participant, Eric Gray with his ankle cornerback, Dory Jackson concussion, Tyree Phillips knee, Sterling Shepard hip and Andrew Thomas knee. So, you know, the injury report was looking really good early on the season. And then that's how stuff falls apart. Also, Cade York has been waived. Um, I believe that's about it here. Yeah, that's about. So this will definitely be a quick video, but 
Hold on a second. Yeah, let's just jump straight in. So the Giants play the Patriots. Then the week after, they play the Packers. Wait, no. Yeah. Wow, I didn't believe that. Yeah, so we play the Packers on Monday night, I believe. Or Sunday night. I think we play them on Sunday night. Um, I didn't realize Sunday. That doesn't add up. Am I? No, I think it does. Yep. Seven, seven days afterwards. Yep, yep, yep. That adds up. Okay. So tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Wish everybody happy Thanksgiving. Of course, let's go big blue. Uh, so they play Patriots, Packers, Saints, Eagles, Rams, Eagles to end out the year. Finish the injury report. Uh, let's go ahead and talk into this Patriots game. Giants coming in. I don't believe as I think they are as are they at favorites? I don't know. I don't know what the favors are. Um. Also, we don't know who's going to start for the Patriots at quarterback. Uh, kind of up in the air decision if it's Zappy, if it's Mac Jones, if it's Malik Cunningham, who knows at this point. Um, but let's go. So these are some uh pick percentage changes for those that are invested in getting a better pick in the draft. With a Giants win against the Patriots, their top two chance to get a top two pick drops to 11%. With a loss, it goes up to a 47% to get a top two pick. Those of you who want quarterback, I'll obviously get into it. I love having my DJ talk, as everyone knows. So let's go right in. Let's get right into it. Do we take a QB in the 2024 NFL draft? This is what I tell you. I'm going to give you my honest opinion, and I'm also going to give you what I think the organization will do. What the organization will do, DJ is still on contract. He's still, he's getting, I believe, $36 million guaranteed next year. He's still on contract. They're not going to trade him. They're not going to cut him. He's going to be on the roster regardless of if they take a quarterback or not. That is that is the groundwork. I believe Mara is emphasizing not taking a quarterback. I believe he still likes DJ. And you got to take into consideration last year. You may take a look at this year. He didn't have great tape this year. He didn't really play good this year. But you take a look at last year. Last year, the Giants made the playoffs, went 9-7-1. and one. I understand that it takes eight weeks for opposing teams to get film on an offense and how it works. They switched to offense. They were a run-first team. Then they switched to kind of a passing attack. It really helped, even though they really dropped a lot of their – they started out 7-2, and two, finished 9-7-1. and one. Understandable. If that's your argument, that's completely fine. I know your argument also is Minnesota has a terrible defense. You know, blah, blah, blah. They win that game. Okay. Personnel-wise, to have that roster with that level of personnel is astonishing. I don't care who you are. He did put up numbers, too. He had great throws against good teams. And the only problem was, you're not, you know, with that roster, you saw how it held you against Philly in the playoffs really limited you not being able to do much and limited you to pretty much getting killed. And that's understandable. Those teams are powerhouses, Cowboys, Giants, uh, week three, I believe last year, you know, that game DJ had a, had an okay game. However, you saw David Sills fell down uh, try, as they trying to go down the field to win the game. David Sills falls down. David Sills isn't even on the team anymore. That who was that's who was out as a receiver. The Giants need personnel. You know, I'm not going to defend DJ. He has been playing well, but you take a look at a lot, a lot of these guys throughout the league. A lot of these guys. We just had 
the Pat Mahomes Monday Night Football. We saw that game. Chiefs, Eagles. We saw that game. Okay. How important was Mart uh MVS catching that touchdown at the towards the end of the game? If he caught that touchdown, that that they they basically are in front. I believe they win if he catches that touchdown. KT, week one against Detroit, having a first down on third and long, drops the ball. The Kansas City Chiefs lose that game. Pat Mahomes is a great quarterback. A great quarterback. You could say he has Kelsey. He didn't have Kelsey that week one. They didn't overuse Kelsey. Kelsey's a great tight end. And you still see how you need wide receivers to consistently win. Yes, they are 7-3. and three, Much better record than us. Kelsey's a big factor for that. Mahomes obviously is a big factor for that. I'm not comparing DJ to Mahomes. But you take a look at the personnel that the Chiefs have, and they could easily be 10-0 if they had a Tyreek, if they had a wide receiver one that's really elevating their game. Take a look at Josh Allen. Let's take a look at Josh Allen. Josh Allen, turnover prone at the beginning of his career. You could credit Dable. You could credit Kafka. Or not Kafka. You could credit just Dable on turning his career around and getting him into a better quarterback role. You see Stefan Diggs enter there. Look at you take a chart and you look at Josh Allen stats. You look up Josh Allen passing stats last five years. I don't even. Yeah, last five years. You want to take a look at it. We could take a look at it. Stefan Diggs heavily impacts his stats. Let's take a look. Stefan Diggs stats last five years. I believe before Josh Allen even got there, before he got there, let's go on, let's go on pro football reference. Cause I love pro football reference. Let's take a look at his stats. All right. He got to Buffalo in 2020 had three 1000 yard seasons and an a thousand yard season pending this year <clears throat> had 1071. Okay. He had 1071. Oh wait, what am I looking at? Okay. He had 15, 35, 12, 25, 14, 20, 29. Okay. That was since 2020. Let's take a look at before 2020 for, for Josh Allen real quick. We could take a look at this. 2018, Josh Allen, 2,074 yards, 52.8 completion percentage, 169 for 320. Not very good. Had 10 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. 2019, 3,000 yards, 3,089 yards. 58.8 completion percentage. Completed 271 for 461. Okay. 20 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. Okay. Watch this jump. 2018 and 2019. Okay. 10 touchdowns, 20 touchdowns. Decent interception rate. The interception, the interceptions do still go up, but that's just that's just quarterback play. You let's take a look at the yards. 2020, their first year of Stefan Diggs. 4,544 yards. Completion percentage goes up to 69.2. 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Look at that jump. And all of this just for getting a wide receiver one. Let's take a look at 2021. 4,407 yards. Okay. A little less. Completion percentage still above 60. 63.3. Touchdowns. 36 touchdowns to 15 interceptions. Look. The proof is in the pudding. Wide receiver one, 2022. Let's take a look at 2022. 4,283 yards, 63.3 completion percentage, same as the year before. 36 touch, 35 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Look at the rate. 
Look at the yards climb up since Stefan Diggs got there. And Stefan Diggs will defend that himself. I'm yelling so much. My throat's getting dry. <laughs> but look at that. Josh Allen's stats with a true wide receiver one go up. Mahomes without a wide receiver one. You can argue Kelsey. I will argue Kelsey. Mahomes is a different breed. But even, you know, quarterbacks are, I've always been told this, quarterbacks should elevate their receivers. They should elevate the receivers, right? Mahomes, he got these bums. Richie James, he's on IR. Kadarius Tony. Sky Moore. I'm not saying they're bums, but are they doing too much? He had Juju last year. These mediocre receivers, he still has a 7-3 record. I'm not saying he's bad, but the the, the errors that caused him to have a 7-3 record compared to a 10-0 record, these are huge. Huge. Look at the impacts. A wide receiver one would do wonders for DJ and do wonders for this Giants. Who are you going to tell me his wide receiver one was? You say it's Darren Waller? Okay. This year, I will give it to you, you DJ haters. I will give it to you. DJ did not have a good year this year. I don't know. You know, we improved personnel-wise. I can't really tell you why we regressed. It's also his second year in the system. Second year. Second year, okay? Same system. You know, a lot of these good quarterbacks, you see them in the same system for multiple years getting good at the system. A quarterback isn't going to strive just, you know, it's going to take him a decent bit to get rid of, get used to the system. I'm not only using that as my argument. I'm just saying quarterbacks are different. Now every quarterback is going to strive in one system. DJ had every year he had a different system going. Okay. Different coach, different OC, whatever the case was. It was never consistent on a consistent basis. I'm not saying that's a justifiable reason why he wasn't good this year. I'm just throwing it out there as a possibility why. Um, you still don't have a wide receiver one. Yes, Waller. DJ didn't pull the trigger that much this year. Fair, fair. Not sure. He looked uncomfortable, looked very uncomfortable behind this O-line. Not really sure. This O-line is still atrocious, atrocious. Evan Neal is not good. Justin Pugh is solid. He he got signed. We, we haven't really seen him too much with DJ. We saw him that Raiders game, and he was out. Um. Andrew Thomas was injured for a while. We did. If you want to go back to that Dallas game, of course, that is week one. They get blown out. Everyone's there. Fair. Andrew Thomas did get injured early in that game, just so everyone knows. Andrew Thomas is a big, big component to DJ success. Andrew Thomas is an all-pro left tackle. You need your left tackle protected. JMS is a rookie center. He also got injured early on with the tush push. I think he should be okay. It's a rookie O-lineman. He'll get better. We had Marcus McKeith in at right guard. We had Glowinski at right guard, left guard. It's just It was just a rotation. I couldn't even tell you the amount of O-lineman starting on a week-to-week basis. It's just shuffling, shuffling like cards. There was never a consistent start for every single week, and it's it was whack. It was whack. No other way to put it. You know, Shane Lemieux, you know, all these guys, and – it's it doesn't make a key recipe for success. And you take a look at O Lyman. I will give you subpar quarterback play, but you take a look at last year. Last year was not a fluke. 
They beat some good teams. Yes, you want to say it's all Saquon? Go right ahead and say that it's all Saquon. Hold on, my lighting keeps going off. You want to say it's all Saquon? Go ahead and say it's all Saquon. But DJ had some very good throws and some very clutch throws and some big drops from receivers, just so everyone's aware. DJ put, if there was a bad quarterback, if that was Tyrod Taylor, I don't think we make the playoffs last year. I really don't. Yes, it's a new regime. Yes, you don't have film on him. Yes, you don't know what these guys are going to do. Fair points. But DJ did have components into winning, and you can't take away from that at all. Never wide receiver one. Look at how how good that play is. The O line's atrocious. You know those two components are not. You're not going to get a good offense like that. And you know DJ adding with a subpar play this year did not help. No, I will give that to you guys once again. I will give that to you guys. But what makes you guys think drafting a quarterback is going to fix this? Yes, you have the whole rest of the draft to try and fix this O-line, receivers, weapons, blah, blah, blah. You have free agency too. Okay, I'm sorry to say it, but Rome wasn't built in one night. It was not. Okay, drafting a quarterback, and I'm going to say this. I'm not opposing to drafting a quarterback. What I'm just saying is drafting a quarterback could be coincidental you know here's what i'm gonna say all right let me just get straight to the point dj's gonna play next year regardless if we draft the quarterback or not if we're in that top three situation do we draft the quarterback depends i would like maserati marv personally you know ohio state hate ohio state but maserati marv is a dog if we're able to get him onto the squad not opposed to that not opposed to getting him and building up from there. <clears throat> You're never going to get a top pick like this again. Maybe next year you will. But you can't throw out last year DJ for this year DJ. You can't. You can't. They're able to get out of it. It's just a choice of do they draft the quarterback and they're just, all right, sit him for a year. Next year, he'll get the start. We'll get rid of DJ. I think that's an okay plan. But you can't be out on DJ. Whether he's a backup, whether he's going to start. If he doesn't do good, they put in the backup. I'm honestly, I don't know what the Giants are going to do. I could tell you what I would like to do. I would draft Maserati Marv, and I would try and build this team up. <clears throat> you you want to take a look at C.J. Stroud. Okay. C.J. Stroud, great quarterback. You know, Texans, you know, their, their team got a little better. They have some great rookies. They got Tank Dell. Uh, Nico Collins is a great young, young, talented guy. You know, Singletary's producing Damian Hare, Damian Pierce, Dalton Schultz. Their O-line is still better than ours, but it's not the best. And you see CJ Stroud is balling. He has receivers, though. He has some dogs at receivers, just so everyone knows. He has some dogs. I'm not saying we can't get any receivers left. It's just, do how is this coaching staff going to approach this draft and how is joe shane going to approach this draft because hey if we draft the quarterback i'm all for it if we draft maserati marv i'm all for it but the end of the day we need to build this team up it's obviously not that good you know we could get some scrappy wins we own the commanders that's easy work but how can we upgrade this team for whoever's that quarterback to be in a position to succeed and not fail. Okay? That's all I'm going to say about this whole situation. 
I don't think you should be hating DJ this much. If you don't like him, okay. But you can't be hating him for what, what happened last year and and what happened throughout his entire career as a giant. You just can't. It's impossible. Um, that's all I'm gonna touch on with this subject because I'll get I'll get Angelo in here. We'll get a nice debate going. I'm sure he has some stuff for this topic. We literally debate this every single day about taking a quarterback or no. And hey, I ha- I'm not gonna lie, I have been watching film on a quarterback. I just don't know what this coaching staff is gonna do. Coaching staffs love drafting their guy. DJ was not their guy. However, he did prove something last year. He's back because he proved something. Whether you like how he got paid or not, I don't really care about that right now. Anyway, hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe. Follow the TikTok at All Blue Giants. Follow the Instagram at All Blue Giants. Follow the Twitter at All Blue Giants. And let's go Big Blue. Let's just go Big Blue. If Whether we win, loss, or tie. Let's go big blue.